Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast on 101 ESPN. Michelle Smallman, Randy Character, great to have you with us on 101 ESPN. And we head right to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line, Mike Rupp of NHL Network. You can watch him on NHL tonight throughout the Stanley Cup semifinals and Stanley Cup final joins us. I heard Rupper yesterday on NHL Network radio as well. He's a busy man and we appreciate his time this morning. Uh, Mike, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. Hopefully you guys are doing good. Yeah, we're doing well. It seems like the Blues have been out of the playoffs for like three months rather than uh, like three weeks. It, it ha- happens. Does it happen for players when you get knocked out of the playoffs that it seems like it takes forever for the Stanley Cup playoffs to end? It does. And I remember when I when I played, when we get eliminated, I would, <laughs> it was, I, I didn't like watching the playoffs for the next little while. So depending on when you got eliminated, I, I'd always watch the finals. I always wanted to make sure that I watched that, and uh, it, but it, it was just you, you kind of you almost check out, right? And you just say, "All right, well, I'm in my off season. I'm going to get ready for next year." And it's kind of hard to watch because you feel like you should still be playing. So um, next thing you know, when everything ends, you're like, "Well, really now?" It feels like we've been done for a long time. So uh, I always thought that was kind of one of those weird times as a player, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, especially for, for teams to be uh, eliminated early, it, it just seems like an eternity. I, I think the hardest part is that you feel like you should still be playing. For sure, Mike. Well, uh, they're missing some good hockey players that aren't watching right now. Last night, Montreal, they beat Vegas 4-1. to one. They take the series lead 3-2. to two. And when you look at this matchup, what does Vegas need to do to not only equal the series but go on and win? Well, Vegas just looks at they look out of sorts, and you got to give a lot of credit to to Montreal for that because uh, I think too many times when you see a team come into a series, especially a team like Montreal who's an underdog, it's always about what you know the struggles of the other team. Oh well, Vegas isn't doing this, and uh, Vegas uh, Vegas is struggling. Uh, they their center depth is an issue. Where I, I just want to give credit to Montreal because. They they make they're making them look that way, right? The way they're playing with their structure and and the way that their their veteran leaders are are, are guiding their team. And uh, I just think that this team uh, in Vegas is it's got to start. Uh, they got to start making more of a party of of bothering Carey Price. And I just don't feel like they've done that enough in this series. And they haven't been scoring goals. And we know we always talk about when you can't score goals, you got to simplify. Uh, you got to provide screens. Well, you got to you, you got you, you to try to get out of the goalie skin. I feel like, and, and that's an area where I think they could have done a better job. And right now, you're pretty desperate. You got to win it. You got to win uh, two games here if you're if you're Vegas, and uh, you, you can't let 
let Carey Price off the hook. He's, he's just far too good. Rupert, it seemed like Mark Bergevin, the GM of the Canadians, has been skating on thin ice for a couple of years. It always seems like people are writing that his job is on the line. But I watch that team now, and you mentioned their veteran leadership, and those guys are stepping up, but they have a lot of good young players. Carey Price is playing at a level that he's never played at in the playoffs before. I think they're a really well-put-together unit. I really like the way that team is put together. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny when you sit there and you look at this group, though, because, uh, I mean, you could argue with, obviously, last year, because of uh, the circumstances and the, the expansion of the playoffs, you had 24 teams make the playoffs, and they were the 24th team to enter the playoffs, and they, they did some damage. They upset the Pittsburgh Penguins in the qualifying round, and they looked pretty good in the playoffs. And I think that that kind of masked the fact that last season they, they were the 24th team out of 31 and uh this year as well there was there was they had a great start to the season then they kind of fell in the tank a little bit and, and they're just kind of hanging out for dear life for for stretches and they were playing in the weakest division what people would consider in hockey in that north division and they're the 16th team to enter the playoffs um out of 16 and so i think my point in pointing those things out is uh, how do you really decipher like who they are? Because they've been really good in the playoffs. <laughs> they haven't looked to be that. So uh, I think that's all that matters is it come this time, um, it's about how you're playing at, at this time. And really, in the regular season, I think this is just another indication that all you got to do is get in the playoffs. And this is a team, though, like you mentioned, they're built well. They roll, they roll all their forward lines. They got a really strong top four in D that are big, um, they're, they, they protect their biggest asset, and that's Carey Price. And uh, so the, this team has, has been uh, really good at the right time, and you got to give a lot of credit to Mark Bergevin. And, and for that, for that uh, team and that organization, because, I mean, to be frank, they, they could have probably fired him twice over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and they stuck with him, and he's made some bold moves that have been paying off uh, as of late. Mike, when I look at the other series, after that, Eight nothing loss in Game Five, kind of an embarrassing night for New York. It just feels like it can't end this way for the Islanders. It it's potentially their last home game at Nassau Coliseum. It just feels like they have to summon something to go ahead and, and tie the series with the Lightning. Yeah, no, you're you're bang on. They, this team has got far too much pride to to kind of go whimpering out in this series. And I would expect a huge game for them in, in this one. And I don't know, maybe it's not enough. Maybe Tampa found their stride and Tampa's right now peaking at the right time and, and take care of business against this Islanders team. But we're going to see a much different game by the New York Islanders. I would expect, um, I would expect this Islanders team to, to come back and win this game. But if they don't win this game, I mean, you're going to see them uh, competing at a, a different level than they did the other night. So, um, they, they're they're far too good, and they're here for a reason. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year against Tampa as well. So this is no fluke, and and I think that the players are got too much pride to, to kind of go out like this. Mike, I watched the way the Islanders win, and it is kind of reminiscent of the Blues of a couple of years ago. They they don't really have an MVP type player, and they they roll those four lines at you, and they they work hard every night, and they're relentless. Yeah, they do. That's a good uh, comparison. I, I think that what they do is, and in, in, in people I think too often 
kind of characterize this as a team not being as talented or, um, you know, a, they, they're a team. And I think the blues were in, in 2019 when they won as well, they're a team that they're going to rely off you making mistakes and being impatient. And they're going to play a certain game that is going to make you uncomfortable and not, you're not going to be able to find your game. So you're going to try to extend yourself individually and collectively to, to, to find some offense in the game. And that's, that's where they want you. And that's where they're going to strike. And the Islanders, uh, for the most part, sit there and they, they say, hey, we'll be, we're, we're going to be more patient than you. We're going to play this style. We're going to get timely goals. But at the same time, you're not going to. And as soon as you try to do something different or out of character that you sh- and, and kind of lose that patience, that's where we're going to strike. And um, I, I just think last game, let alone Tampa putting up eight goals in that game, uh, they, they were just – Tampa played them played that patient game, and they took it back to the New York Islanders, and I think that that's the only way you're going to beat them. A couple more things for Mike Rupp, and we sit here in St. Louis and watch our former champions, Petro in Vegas, Edmondson in Montreal, Pat Maroon, who moved to Tampa last year. We watch those guys and say, okay, they're, they've got the championship pedigree. As a former player, I'm sure you played on teams that made trades at the deadline for people that have won a Stanley Cup. How much value is there in having those guys that have been through it before? It's huge. It's huge. Um, I think that when you have guys that have been in there before, whether I think a lot of times we think that it's going to be this this uh, kind of Disney movie moment where someone's going to stand up in the locker room and, and say something, and those things don't happen. I think it's just a way of watching how guys carry themselves. Um, guys who've been there before, guys who've come out on the other side and and, and won the Stanley Cup, and um, you know, there's just there's no panic. And you know that even in these situations, like these series are long series, and you can't you can't get on that, you can't treat it like uh, you can't get on that roller coaster. You can't ride the ups and the downs. You've got to just keep it even keel and and just go about your business a certain way. I think that uh, Tampa is a good example of that. And um, you know, I, I think that having guys coming into certain organizations that have won, um, it, it just it. it it gives you not only the the real things that you can watch for uh, leading by example, but it also makes you feel like just a little insurance policy for yourself as well. And that group to know that, well, this is an uncharted territory for all of us. <laughs> and we got there's some guys who've been there and they've, they've been successful and, and you rely upon that, I think. And uh, so I, I think that it's a, you see these uh, everybody wants a piece of someone who's won before. So when you see teams go out there and get that, that's usually the the pieces that they think is the missing ingredient. Well, speaking of missing ingredients, Mike, I wanted to ask you, of course, about the Blues before we let you go. This this team dealt with so much this season, a lot of injuries. It felt like they could never really find their identity or, or hit their stride for too long. But when you look at the 2021 Blues, what do you think they need to do in order to get back to be a championship contender in 2022? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I like this Blues team. I, I liked coming into this season, thought that they would be um, certainly a contender. Um, it didn't really kind of evolve into that um, as the year went on. And I, I don't think they're far off, though. I think that it's a matter of they're, they're at this unique spot here where they're competitive. Um, they're, they're right in the mix, but they also have to, a lot of times we talk about teams that are doing 
rebuilds and a lot of people don't like to use a lot of GMs don't like to use that phrase. They like to say retooling. And uh, I think a lot of GMs that use the phrase retooling are uh, actually in a rebuild. And uh, that's not the St. Louis blues. They're in this kind of retool where they're, they're still competitive. They still can make a run, but they still need to kind of infuse some, some youthful players in their lineup get that fresh legs in there. I mean, it obviously helps as far as the salary cap as well, getting players in there on their entry-level contracts and that aren't really making the big dollars at, at that point. And, and that's kind of where they're at. And I think that if they just kind of push those buttons and get the right mix in there and the right players that you can move up and down your lineup um, and, and just kind of add that youth, I think that they could be right back there. So it's not uh, big wholesale changes that need to be done in St. Louis. Just a few tweaks. And I, I think it's about getting back to their – identity a little bit more. I I didn't feel like watching that team this year where I thought that St. Louis Blues hockey, I was kind of wondering, you know, are they different this year? What was, you know, what are they going for as far as um, what their MO is? And uh, I think as soon as they get back to that, uh, they got the great coaching staff there, great leaders. Um, I think this team will be just fine. You can follow Stanley Cup champion Mike Rupp on Twitter at Rupper17 and watch him on NHL tonight throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs and Stanley Cup final on NHL Network. Mike Rupp, we always like having you on the show here in St. Louis. Thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it, and we'll be tuned in. All right, thanks. Anytime. Take care. That is Mike Rupp, NHL Network, and, of course, NHL Network Radio on Sirius XM. He's a frequent contributor on that station as well. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.